Hello, everybody. Welcome to Take the Stage Coaching Podcast, where I help artists successfully navigate the pressures of an artistic career. This is professional certified life coach Evan Dunn Baritone, and you are listening to episode 60. Is everyone saying no to your singing career? Well, we here at Take the Stage Opera Podcast say toy, toy, toy. Find out what is holding you back so you can stop waiting in the wings and go out and get your standing ovation. There are no forbidden topics here, so get your ticket and find your seat. In Boca Lupo. Thank you so much for joining with me today. Everything that you choose to do with your time is a vote for an outcome that you'd like to have. If you consistently vote, for example, if you consistently vote for emotional health or strong relationships, work-life balance, then you build those habits and get those things. (laughs) And if you consistently vote for things that you don't want in your life, then you end up getting those things too, you know? So um, you choose you choosing to be here today is just a really powerful vote for you. I definitely think that it's a positive vote that benefits you in so many ways. And I'm delighted that you are here with me today. So I would just encourage you to just keep figuring out what outcomes you want in your life and then figure out how to vote for that. I love talking with you guys in our coaching calls. I get to hear about your goals and your goals amaze me and inspire me. And I get to hear about the things that worry you, the challenges you're going through. And I especially love when I get to see that switch um, when we're coaching and a light bulb comes on and you discover a new belief that you can have about yourself or about your life. Basically, as a coach, I listen and then I stop you when I hear you telling yourself lies or when you're giving yourself unhelpful information. And then I help you create more empowering stories that you can tell yourself that help you accomplish what you want. It sounds simple. And to be honest, It really is, but, you know, it can be tricky to just do on your own. That's why it's helpful sometimes to have somebody to listen. But when you get that moment where you realize that you've believed a debilitating thought for a long time, sometimes your whole life, and that you don't have to believe it anymore, it's just truly incredible. Today, I want to talk about another paradox that we deal with in coaching all the time. It has to do with the idea that, you know, we should be mindfully practicing being in the present at all times because that is the only moment that you can actually be in. If you're thinking about it and you're being honest, the past and the future are really just an illusion because they don't actually exist in the present. You know what I mean? They're just ideas. <laughs> and um, it, it just kind of means that there's nothing you can actually do about them. You can't change the past. It's already happened. And the future is yet to be. 
So right now in this moment, all I can really do is just be here. So when I used to hear this idea, I'd think, well, that sounds really nice for some people. But for me, I've got really big dreams. I have so many things that I want to try and accomplish in this life. And I want to push myself and see where my life will take me because I think that's part of the excitement of living life. So if being present in the now is so important, then does that mean that I shouldn't dream and plan for my future? And what if there is actually something wrong in this world or something wrong in my life? Is it beneficial, for example, to be an activist and plan to figure out ways of solving, you know, things that are happening in this world? Or what if something unkind, unjust, cruel, or evil has happened to you? If I'm living in the now and trying to accept the things as they are and things that have happened, does that mean that I have to condone horrible things that have happened? Well, the amazing teacher Eckhart Tolle um, teaches from his book, The Power of Now, that time really is an illusion. The only thing that is really precious is the now, the thing that is outside of time, as we think of it. And it's the only thing that really exists, right? Like I said, the past is just kind of some fallible memories, you know, stories that we tell ourselves in our brain. And nobody really has reliable memories about the past. It's just, you know, stories. Or we're just kind of imagining something in the future that's also not really real and tangible. The only thing that exists is right now. So let's start with the question of condoning bad things or maybe just ignoring them altogether if you're trying to be present. I do not believe that if something bad has happened to you or that you see something that you don't like in the world, that you just need to ignore it. Or definitely you don't need to condone it. I believe that allowing yourself to be in the present is allowing you to realize that anything that has already happened has happened. And so there's really, you know, no helpful reason to worry about it anymore. All of your pain, all of it, all of your pain is really caused by trying to change the past or worry about the future, or trying to change something that's out of your control, right? And the same thing goes for bad things happening around you. If I am really in this moment, I'm not going to let someone else's actions somewhere else in the world, or even right by me for that matter, I'm not going to let someone else's actions affect me. I'm, I'm going to recognize that they are making a choice, that they get to make that choice, then I'll use this state of consciousness in the moment to start making plans for what I'd like to see change. Okay, I really do believe in being an activist. I believe in creating change in the world. I just don't believe in the idea that ignoring this present moment and creating feelings of anxiety by trying to fight the current state of reality that those things are really helpful, you know? Remember the famous Byron 
Katie quote that I have said before, when I argue with reality, I lose, but only 100% of the time. How do I know that the wind should blow? It's blowing, <laughs> right? There's just, there's really no point in fighting the things that is, that that exist, the things that are. <laughs> so, yeah, planning for the future, planning for things that you'd like to see changed, but not allowing it to um, create my emotional life as it is right now. And you might be able to hear some music in the background. You're so lucky. Again, I'm recording in a music building, so it's kind of fun. Anyway, reality exists whether you want it to or not. It just exists. In the present moment, you cannot change what anyone else is doing. You cannot change the weather. You cannot change what someone has done to you in the past. All of these things are kind of fruitless battles. You can't win them. The only moment in time that really matters is the exact moment you are in. The moment right now, the moment right now, the moment right now. And I know that sounds abstract. <laughs> it sounds just kind of like some silly idea. Um, and the reason why it sounds silly is because you and us, all of us, we've practiced believing for our entire lives that we need to worry and fuss over that thing that she said or that thing that we think he will do or whatever else is happening in the world, even the weather, you know, all of those things will happen. And they don't determine your emotional state unless you believe that they do. But you don't have to believe that anymore, even though you've practiced it your whole life. You can discover within yourself that you already have everything you need to be present right here, right now. And as you practice, you will start to realize how practical this advice really is and that it was always the truth, even if you didn't believe it, even though it seems abstract to you. The more you practice it, the more um, truth you find in it. So here's another thought <laughs> that is along those lines, and it's kind of hard to believe at first. And I believe this also originated um, from Byron Katie, but I've heard several people discuss this. It's that everything, everything that has ever happened, everything that will happen, everything in this present moment is exactly as it is supposed to be, right? That 50-50, there's good, there's bad, no matter what you've experienced or what you will experience and where you are right now, everything is, is exactly as it should be. To teach you, to, to show you um, the thoughts and beliefs that you have about this world, it's all exactly as it should be. And Brooke Castillo took it further when she said that this moment is the best that it will ever be. I know that sounds like a stretch because it's like, oh, well, to me, this moment right now doesn't seem that great because I'm hoping for a much better future. <laughs> but this moment is 
the only moment that ever exists in reality. Even if something feels hard in your life or or you you looking forward, you know, what if you reach this future moment and you have more money and you have a nice car, you're married to the perfect person and you're singing at the Metropolitan Opera, you're, you will still have problems, right? Life is never 100% comfortable. It's full of feelings and experiences and you're, you will experience that in each of those now moments throughout your whole life. And besides every single thing that is hard or frustrating or crazy in this world is, like I said, it's meant to be a teacher for you. Every struggle is exactly as it should be. If you can choose to believe that, you can let go of a lot of unwinnable battles. And the battles are unwinnable because they exist in in reality. Like reality is happening and you cannot control it. That sounds like a frustrating thought, but when you start practicing it, it becomes so, 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 so freeing. In fact, I heard Byron Katie talk about um, the possibility of losing her sight um, because of something, a health issue or a surgery. I don't remember which. And she was saying, you know what? Maybe losing my sight could be my new favorite thing. And that feels shocking, right? Like, oh my gosh, losing my sight, that could never be my new favorite awesome thing. How could that be a great thing that teaches me? But if you slow down and realize that if you end up losing your sight and that's reality, then trying to fight against it will only cause you frustration and stress, right? If you accept it into your life, then it really does become freeing, and then you're able to grow from it and learn so much from it. So here's one example from my life. Um, Earlier this week, (laughs) my daughter, um, she's such a spitfire. Um, She was having a hard time getting ready for school, which happens quite regularly, Um, but it, you know, it was a particularly um, interesting day for us. I'll say that. <laughs> she was crying and saying that she didn't want to go to school. And at first, I was trying to put on my patient face, but the struggle, you know, kept progressing as it does. And eventually, my van was out in the drop-off lane at her school. The doors were open. The van was still running. And I was basically dragging my child into the school and trying to push her into her classroom. And through this process, I realized that putting on a face of patience wasn't really super helpful for me because all I was doing was putting on a face. I was still keeping hold of the angry thoughts in my head that, oh man, she shouldn't be doing this to me. And she should just get her act together and go to school. So I was fighting reality because what was she doing? What was the reality of the situation? She was fighting me and not wanting to go to school. In that moment, that was reality. And um, even though I believe that she shouldn't be doing that, that's what was happening. And that didn't mean that I had to accept her actions and just say, okay, whatever you want. Or, oh, you want to stay home, watch TV, and eat candy all day. 
got it. That's reality. I'm just going to accept it. You know, if you're a parent, your job is to parent still. Okay. But once I realized that I was fighting this reality and pretending to be patient, I was able to focus on the present moment and realize what was happening and just be okay with the fact that she didn't want to go to school. That was reality. And it really was such an amazing moment for me to practice mindfulness, like really practice it. Because isn't that, it's kind of funny, we think of mindfulness practice as meditating or maybe doing yoga or something, and which that is certainly part of a mindfulness practice and, and probably how it begins for you. But the real practice, the real essence of mindfulness is when you have a screaming child or when you have a rude boss or when you have a disease that you're fighting or you're going to lose your sight like Byron Katie talked about or whatever it is. That is when you really get to practice the skills you have been learning all along. So in my situation, I stopped fighting reality and I accepted that she was fighting going to school and in the spirit of being able to still act, to choose to act while being mindful in the moment, I was able to actually feel calm while I buckled her kicking and screaming into her car seat <laughs> and I was able to feel calm while I pulled her out and took her in to her teacher. I was able to hug her and tell her that I loved her and tell her that if she needed to call me, that she could. But she needed to go to school, even though it was hard. <laughs> and, you know, that was just a really good learning experience for me. I share these things not because um, I'm perfect at mindfulness or something, because that's not even possible. I'm just telling you that this practice of mindfulness is totally in reach for you, just like it's in reach for me. Um, the whole time I was getting her ready, I had several moments where I forgot to be present in the moment. And my emotions would kind of start to rise up again. And then I'd practice coming back, focusing on reality, focusing on the, the new thoughts. Now, what does this look like? Let's talk about being present while also achieving your goals. We kind of focused on dealing with hard things that have happened to you or dealing with things that you want to change. But what about achieving your goals? If you know me or you've listened to my podcast, then you know that I do have lofty goals. I believe that I can be a singer, a life coach, and a father to my three children. I believe that I can do all of those things while my wife also pursues her career as a dancer. And if that doesn't sound crazy enough, I believe that I can pursue financial freedom so that I can live the life that I dream for myself without someone else constantly telling me what to do. You know, and I think most people in the opera world would say that all of my dreams are impossible together. 
you know, and that's their choice to believe that. I think that they believe that because they've practiced believing these kind of limiting thoughts. And that's fine, but I don't have to believe what they believe, okay? So how do all of my goals and dreams connect to my mindfulness practice? Is that just too much to even take on? (laughs) Well, I have to work to remind myself that the future that I dream about doesn't exist. It, it is an illusion, just like my past. And there are several aspects of my future that I can't control. And when they come up, I'll just accept them, good and bad. Because fighting things I can't control is fruitless and it's disempowering. But there are so many things about my future that I can create using my thoughts and my beliefs from this present moment of mindfulness. Some people say that there's not one possible future, and I really believe this. There really are millions of different possibilities of things that could happen. And that's not even considering all of the outside control things that happen, you know, everyone else's choices, the political things, the world, the, the weather. There's so many things outside of your control. But even without all of those things, there are millions of different possibilities just based on all of my different choices. So I do create my future partially in that I can choose to lean into the future that I want to happen, like making specific choices that set up a projection of what I would like to see in my future. So I make plans, I create habits and systems, and I work consistently in small and powerful ways. And I do all of this mindfully. I don't try to live into a future because I think it will be better than this fu- than this moment that I'm living in. I do it because I want to see what I can accomplish and see what I can do. And but I know that any future that I create for myself is going to still be hard. And I know that this moment that I'm in, as hard as it is in some ways, also has some really beautiful and wonderful things. So I'm not trying to change my life or change reality. But I do believe that I can lean into a future that I see for myself while mindfully living in the present, okay? So it is really, to me, it feels like an amazing way to live. I love it. And these are things that you can learn to do too. If you struggle with worries about the past or worries about the future, I would love to help you to dig into your thoughts and figure out some more helpful ones. Remember, that is basically what what I do as a coach. I catch you when you're telling a lie to yourself, and I help you to figure out a more helpful, helpful truth. And you really get to be the hero of your own story. You can choose to stop giving up your power to others around you and take responsibility into your own hands. And that may sound stressful, But think about it. It is the most joyful news I could ever tell you. So friends, take a moment. 
pause and recognize this moment and what is happening and what your body feels like and and accept the exact situation that you're in in this moment. Live in it and uh, try to reconnect to the present moment as often as you can. Be patient with yourself because you're going to get distracted a lot. And um, there's no point beating yourself up when you get distracted. It just reconnect, come back to the to this moment. You are powerful. Your voice is powerful. We need your creativity in this world. So stop waiting in the wings. Get out and take the stage. In Boca Lupo. Thank you for listening to another episode of Take the Stage Opera Podcast. We love hearing from you. So please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast and give us a review. It helps us to continue delivering quality material. 